It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Got picking your nose. Got a little, um, got a little scab on me nose. From where, from where I had a spot. Don't make excuses for picking your nose, Vic. <laughs> you skank. I am a skank. Um, hello, Laura. No. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> because we're not starting this week with that. We're starting it with this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Victoria. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Beautiful. Beautiful. The person who is refusing to acknowledge this wonderful day in which this incredible person was put on this earth <laughs> who I adore and love and I think is wonderful so I will not allow you to get away with this podcast without celebrating your 39th birthday I know but I just I said to you before birthdays just don't really feel like anything they feel like such a non-event now don't they no see I see birthdays very differently yeah I like I, I'm from a family of big celebrators though so we celebrate fucking everything in my family yeah given an opportunity and we will celebrate it why have i why am i only seeing like half of i know i'm trying to one nostril i'm trying to get close to my microphone because i realized that i'm really far away but um i haven't made i haven't done the setup very good today hold on let me move it that's better fucking hell Vic. we're meant to be keeping this tight today <laughs> there we go <laughs> um so yeah i think it's really important to celebrate a birthday because it's another year of achievement I know, but you know, let me just give you a rundown. No, I know know you've not had the best. You've not had the best. (laughs) That's why this podcast is late today, by the way. (laughs) So uh, on Sunday night, I was awakened. Well, actually, no, let's just start on Saturday. Uh, My old friend, Mr. Bumgrape, popped out with some ferocity. Ferocity? Yes, we'll use that as a word. Um, on Saturday to say hello, haven't Does it seen just you ha- for a while. Does it just happen like Mate, that? It just fucking happens. So the bomb gate was out in full force. It woke me up. It was throbbing so badly. And so it just you weren't even doing anything. No, I haven't even done anything. I didn't I even know even, like, that it happened like that. It's sometimes it will if you're constipated, it happened, but I haven't even been constipated, so I don't understand what is going on. So it's come out and uh yeah, it's been so painful. So my bum hole was just in a bit of a state anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Puts me off you a bit. Puts me off me, to be fair. I'm joking. Um, and I didn't have anything in the house other than some out-of-date anus oil, so I used that. Anus <laughs> oil. Anus Anisol. 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 I had um, some suppository germaloids. Germaloids. So I whacked one of those up there. So that was a nice little romantic end to my date. Did, on did, Rob, did Rob get to watch that? <laughs> he tongued it up there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you said, I am so wanting your penis right now? Just, uh, can I use your penis to push my pile back in, please? <laughs> because we had a day date Saturday was lovely we had a day date went out for a meal no kids glorious but then obviously the bomb gate kind of tainted that a little bit Mm. and by the time we got home I was too uh, Edith ruined the whole thing we were back from bedtime she was absolutely cunt at bedtime so I was like great ruin the day brilliant um then Sunday night I woke up at about 1am feeling really dodgy and over the course of the next sort of like five hours I yeah just vomited and shat out liquid hot vulva out my bum. Not vulva. 
<laughs> you shit out your hot vulva out of your bum. <laughs> Mate, I'm pretty sure that, no. that there is a show for that. <laughs> I like the ping pong um, ball. Oh, it was bad. It was like tea, just pouring tea out of my bum. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> just brown and watery and just horrible. <laughs> did, obviously did my bum hole no favours. No, that's going to aggravate. Oh, it aggravated. I wonder if the pie on you. It no. It, it, was, it, it was, was like this is empty. I'm just gonna let you know this is the beginning. <laughs> this is because diarrhea and constipation, both of those can attract the old oh, yeah. roids. It's uh it's certainly yes, it's been chafing. Um so yeah, that all happened. So yesterday I actually felt like pure death. Yeah. We couldn't even record podcasts because I was like, there's no way that I no. can put headphones on. That's gonna make me be sick. <laughs> So I, I, this is my diet yesterday, a can of Coke, half a crumpet and a packet of Pombez. That's what I managed yesterday. I think that's good going. The, the <laughs> Coke is essential as well. It's I was, very important. It was essential. Oh, it helps so much. But um, it's good because it replaces all the, your lost sugar and all that shit, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so that, that was great. And then um, had another terrible bedtime with Edith last night. That so was just carnage. And then this morning, Edith woke up at 5.30 just shouting, just going, mommy, mommy, like that. And uh, yeah, Ben was an absolute idiot all breakfast and just screamed and cried about everything. So and I just genuinely feel so sorry for you. <laughs> and then at breakfast, I had on very pale gray um, uh, pajama bottoms. And then Edith was like, what's that? And I come on my period and I had a massive blood patch on my fanny at the breakfast table, just like, oh, fantastic just uh, another thing to add to this brilliant this wonderful hours. start of the day <laughs> well I have a similar story of it's not similar really our washing machine is broken and so I took that's devastating that is devastating I took six loads of washing down to the laundrette yesterday I've never mm-hmm. been to a laundrette before that's an experience not? really Tw- 19 pounds 80 yeah 19 pounds fucking 80 to get it washed i know right and i noticed that my one of my uh period pants was on top of steve's white oh no and i thought it's fine i'll put loads and loads of like washing stuff and like whitening stuff in and it will just clean the blood stain right out it did not And it's one of Steve's favourite t-shirts I got home yesterday. And I said, right, okay, so we have a bit of an issue. And he was like, what? And I pulled it out and I was like, that's my vagina blood on your t-shirt. He was like, fuck sake. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You tie-dyed it with minge juice. I did. You know what? I did tie-dye it with minge. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, he can always buy another one, can't he? Can you get blood out of whites? I don't think I don't know you're asking the wrong person I don't no. I'd never separate my whites from my what? other colors what? or my darks what oh you clearly don't your period knickers are black aren't they yeah but as oh, in but like you, you, they, they were in the pile and, and then like they separated through. yeah I can't be bothered mate oh and, god uh, yeah but your whites that, must be terrible yeah, I mean I don't my whites are fucking awful many whites I've got gray yeah all the only like whites the that I've really got yeah is Oliver's school uniform that's it and he, he looks terrible, but I don't care. I'm like, oh, there's only seven weeks after term. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll get some new ones in September. That's what I, I remember doing that with Elliot with his school shoes. And he literally had, it was right before fucking lockdown. I won't forget it. 
he was wearing these shoes and they were crippling him basically yeah that's what that's the stage they're out of his plimsoll so I've stopped I've stopped forcing his feet into them because it's like I'm trying to bind them <laughs> yeah and you know he would almost limp he's like mommy my feet hurt so much and I was thinking I knew that lockdown was looming I thought I don't want to fucking buy you a new pair of oh, shoes no. And I, and I thought, you know what? I'm pretty sure this borders on child abuse. So <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll go after school. And I got him a new pair of shoes. And do you want to know how long he wore those shoes for? Two days. Four days. Four days. <laughs> school shoes are so expensive as well, aren't they? Yeah, because I bought them from fucking Clark's as yeah, well. I know. I know. I'm a Clark's high too, always. Oh, yeah, just, you know, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm... I'm, a, I, I'm setting their feet up failure if I don't put them in a I know what you mean. Too. I know what you mean. Yeah, it is that. And um, I was, with Oliver too, because of his uh, DCD, he finds it very difficult to get certain pairs of shoes on. So we have to find some that have got the biggest Velcro straps ever so he can actually physically put them on. Because otherwise it's a now, now. Just so that you know that doesn't get any easier as well. No, I know. I know it's not going to get easier. It really isn't. It just in becomes fact, a struggle. Oliver's it's- tantrums have gone so mega now they were they i mean he he hasn't really tantrum not like edith like edith's the tantrum queen but his have have just entered a new sort of sphere and it's i think it's linked to his dcd which is um developmental coordination disorder and there's a lot about regulating emotions and that sort of thing and i'm finding as he's getting older he seems to struggle with that and be triggered really really quickly yeah, he'll go from like zero to hundred so fast now, and never that never used to happen. And about really obscure things as well. I'm like, okay, well, well, so you know, like a lot of the things with tantrums, you can kind of understand why they're, you know, reacting that way. But with him, he's yeah, he's turned into he's like a teenager basically. Just enjoy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyone who is on the fence about whether they want to have a child or not, just rest just listen to this. This will, this if you can listen to this and go, yeah, I still want a kid. Then good luck to you. Well you, you enjoy that experience, and I'm really happy for you too. But otherwise, oh uh, kids aside, you know. Well, yeah, it's been half term as well, mate. It's been half term. How was your half term? Yeah, it was all right. We went away, didn't we? Oh yeah, okay. We went yeah. away to Surrey, Godalming, actually. Godalming fuck, was it fuck, nice? Fuck, it's just full of rich people, is it? Oh my god, yeah. Why did you go there? You seen friends or something? No, we just found a random place on Airbnb and we oh, went. Nice. I like finding like really random hideaway places on Airbnb and going to them. But I I had to share with Toby, which is fine. That was standard because yeah. um, he wouldn't share with Steve. Yeah. And Steve shared with Elliot. Elliot grinds his teeth, and I had the absolute pleasure of Toby twice in one night putting his hands in my mouth and rubbing his fingers on my teeth in his sleep. <laughs> so I came away feeling oh, so truly gross. rested. Truly oh, rested. God, that's the problem with going away on holiday, isn't it? That's the thing, like we've said this before. It's always I don't, the I don't sleep know. Just gives me so much anxiety when we go away. Well, I mean, we're past that sleep anxiety because I know that if Toby sleeps with me, he'll be fine. And, you know, Steve and Elliot sleep together and they get on fine, obviously, because yeah. they're father and son. But um, And then you don't have any, because, you know, it, like, it's with, the me, with my kids. There is yeah. no fucking downtime. Yeah, no, and yeah, because they can't just piss off to their own rooms and play. And no. There's nowhere for them to escape. You are the there? play. And I like that. Like, I think that... Um, you know, me rediscovering everything that I've gone through and coming out of my breakdown last year, I've really changed the way that I, to be honest with you, I think coming out of lockdown 
and having more space and freedom and being in a mental a better mental I don't know if I'm in a better mental place actually I don't think I am I think I'm just probably more uh, aware of my mental state that I uh, I have in the last 12 months and it's a fucking really roundabout way of saying had much more nourishing relationships with the boys than I probably yeah. ever have done yeah and so coming away and the four of us being together it feels like we do, do genuinely have this really wonderful connection with each other um uh, don't get me wrong the bickering and all that bullshit happens but I, I don't know maybe it's because last year I was nearly dead yeah <laughs> now this year I'm just so much more thankful to not be dead yeah um that makes me go oh god look at this this is so wonderful and just cherishing it but it's still fucking difficult yeah yeah and I think though you have those moments and then they're sort of interjected with just sheer chaos yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. and then it's just the overall neediness as well (laughs) yeah I I found half term so fucking long and just it felt like the longest week of my life because obviously oh my god you've got the summer holiday soon mate I'm dreading it I'm absolutely fucking dreading it I mean the thing is though it won't be too bad because this time Edith was off for the for the it was the jubilee back holiday so she was off as well it's just it's more (laughs) yeah 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 and she'll be at nursery so just just Oliver he is so he's a piece of piss he's so easy and uh yeah we have like we have a really nice time and I had him the whole week and we did loads of nice stuff and you know spent lots of quality time together and then Edith came along and just fucked that all up fucking ruined it by being you know so what I found like, I always find by the end of the summer holidays that a I think I have no idea how the fuck I'm going to do the routine of getting back into the school run yeah but b because we've kind of found our own little groove and again my kids are older than yours so I'm in a different place to you but you know we wake up a bit later or if the boys wake up and they watch a bit of tv and I'm like in the bed it doesn't matter yeah and so it just feels a lot more relaxed and a lot less exhausting. And, you know, we get to see people that we wouldn't normally see and just do stuff that we wouldn't normally do. And yeah. I don't know, it just feels fun. But yeah. yeah, last year didn't. Last year was fucking awful. And I think it's because we've come out of lockdown. We got our lives back. And then all of a sudden the kids were off fucking school for six and a half weeks. Last summer holidays were horrific. I had the worst fucking mother of all panic attacks um I had COVID and then I realized I had to be stuck in the house for 10 days and yeah. I just fucking lost it I yeah. couldn't like I, I full-on lost it my amazing friend who's a psychologist <laughs> she ended up having to video call me and talk me down from it so I was like I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this be stuck in the house for 10 days with the kids yeah it's it so, so triggering especially fucking COVID exactly, yeah whereas now this a year on I think no it'll be all right actually We'll all yeah. survive. If I can fucking survive that with them. Then you can survive anything. I can survive anything. Well, this is my first summer holiday, so. <laughs> no, you'll be fine, mate. I swear to God, like, apart from the times when Edith is home, you'll yeah. actually have a really lovely time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel so bad, but I just like, I'm just willing her to be four. I really I know, am. Mate. This I is know. the worst year. Three-year-olds are just fucking dickheads. But also, you've only got one more year and a bit until she starts school. Yeah, that's even worse because then I'll have them both off for the holidays. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'm just gonna guess. I'm gonna get like a holiday au pair. Do it. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh my god! Of course it's a thing, mate. If you can get someone to send their dirty pants in the post to you True. for money, you can get a holiday au pair. Yeah. 
Oh, we've got quite a few nannies that listen in, so maybe they could uh, step in. Contact Vic, she needs you. Oh, did you um did you also see uh old Kate and her Prince George at the Jubilee? How fucking hilarious it was. Yeah. But Didn't also, that just bring joy to your heart. I was like, complete oh, solidarity God. because yeah. it's like even a fucking royal has a normal child oh my god he was being such a brat but it was brilliant but it's hilarious because you could see that she obviously got William's attention and was like okay can someone take him for a minute and then he went and sat on Charles's lap and then because obviously William was probably like um okay so she needs a break can you have him (laughs) oh yeah of course I'll have him I think it was I'm not a royalist I don't know where I sit within the royals I'm not a not royalist because I think uh, but I find the whole system complicated and I don't know how I, I feel think about it. pointless, but yeah. But I've, I've, it's, since everything with Prince Andrew, I think it's really, I, I just can't bear the way that that has been handled. And I yeah. think that that has really made it complicated for me to want to give a shit. But also yeah. I don't dislike them as people. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So anyway, um, all that in mind, it's quite nice uh and nourishing to see them behave in a fairly normal family dynamic yeah obviously not being sat in the royal box watching a whole concert because <laughs> yeah, that's really normal but the, but the conversation <laughs> the fact that he was <sighs> louis was like being a little shit and the other two kids were mucking around and then it, it was just normal anyway let's move on from them and uh let's get ourselves a little story shall we Oh, okay, so I've kind of got a tidy up time from somebody uh, in relation to you. Oh, yeah, go on then. Oh, my God, your conversation about apologising to Edith reminded me of my kids in a conversation I had with my mum. I had exactly the same issue with toast, but ours was honey. I did lose my temper and apologised. Later, I was recounting on the sto- recounting this story to my mum and she instantly jumped on me to tell me I should never apologise to my child. Luckily, I'm a pro at ignoring these comments and quickly change the subject. Just wanted to thank you for sharing your story and making it normal that firstly, you can lose your shit, but also normalising apologising to children if you are wrong. Oh my God, yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, oh, mate, I have to. Yeah, because the thing is, we do make mistakes. Yeah, and I, I think that's, that's, okay. also, that's also important for children to see that we make mistakes because I just think it should be an even sort of playing field in that sense obviously boundaries are different setting boundaries I'm really firm on that but if I shout which I don't like doing but I do do it because you know you're a human being I'm a human being and and, and I think it's also just important push my to buttons. recognize the fact that everyone's a human being and regardless of what people put out there um we all have our shit limit yeah exactly uh Vic you know what we were meant to have done this last week and we didn't we completely forgot the poll. But it was the poll yep. about uh, food sources. So, have you ever had a sexual relationship? <laughs> sexual relationship. You say that some people have sexual relationships with all sorts of things, but have you ever had sexual relations with an item of food? Yeah. So, I'm quite disappointed with the response. So, I think some people are lying. What did you do a poll then? You did one. I did a poll. Oh, well done. Okay. Yeah. So, hell yeah, and it was good. How, what do you think the percentage of people was? You said it's disappointing. So maybe like in the 30s. Eight. Eight? Eight? Oh, really? Yeah, but it was gross. Oh, wow, gross. that's really low. But it was yeah. gross. Oh. Yeah, but it was gross. So how, how many do you think said to that one? More. 20? 
8%. Oh, okay. And nope, just straight out, no, I've never done it. 84%. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that doesn't surprise me that much. I, For some reason, I just, I just feel like, I don't know, I just, I think maybe women are just a bit more sensible with their vaginas except for that lady that shoved a salmon up her vagina <laughs> except for her yeah. you know so I mean? we, we then i asked you know so what were the things and yeah. one person here <laughs> hello banana corn on the cob <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a cucumber oh corn on the cob yeah that makes sense doesn't it yeah got quite a tapered end actually actually yeah. that, that reminds me of one of my friends she bought um a sex toy and uh I don't she didn't I don't think she actually looked at what she bought she's got it because it's like really cheap and it turned up and it was a fucking corn on the cob vibrator <laughs> <laughs> what a corn on the cob vibrator a lot of nodules too oh, I guess yeah yeah so it's got some texture isn't it uh somebody said a calippo uh, oh no that's you not, mustn't do that ladies mustn't do that bottom of a cornetto ice cream <laughs> uh, <laughs> a courgette Oh yeah, well I did think of courgette. It's quite girthy as well. It's a bit girthier yeah. than the cucumber. Cucumbers come up quite a lot. Mars bar, cucumber, whipped cream. Whipped creams come up quite a lot too. What masturbating with it? Well, no, I guess they what are you must doing with squirt it? it up there and then it gets licked out. Yeah, okay. God, I mean technically that smush. deviates from the uh the the requirements here because it was what have you uh, masturbated with rather than Well no, it was what what have you had? Or just sexual relations. Sexual relations, okay. So we're not um aero mint bubbles by mistake what what you mean like the little balls yeah how can you make a mistake of that that's like saying i accidentally fell on something and it went up my bum unless she just dropped them in her lap and then a vagina sucked them up like golden syrup on a cock oh and then what lick it off that make me feel so sick though god too sickly no thanks biscoff spread donuts Biscoff spread. Oh my god! Well, I, I think I'd eat that off anything. To be fair, I'd eat that off a of shit. Oh my god! Butterscotch angel delight with a Twix finger. <laughs> These oh are amazing. A peeled banana. Peter, that, that would just, just fucking mush. mush. You'd be cool. making a smoothie before you knew it. Ice lollies, courgette, and carrots are up there. And believe it or not, so are Twixes. I'm guessing because Twixes have got quite a lot of um, girth to them. The biscuit holds them yeah, they're in not, quite they're good quite stead, small, doesn't it? Though. Yeah, I suppose they wouldn't perish under the no. penetration vibes. They'd stay quite rigid. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to try any of those. No, well, at least I can only apologise for the fact that we didn't actually share that poll last week because we completely fucking forgot. <laughs> Is it any surprise? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, hang. Okay, I've got one as well. I'm getting too excited here because this is a tidy up. Oh, okay. Do a tidy up first. Okay. I've just seemed to be talking a lot today, don't I? That's all one right. after the other after the other. Uh, <laughs> hey, ladies. I don't know if you remember, but I emailed in before about how I have two young kids and my house is always a mess, and I hated it. Remember? Yeah, I remember. Quite a while ago, that one. Yeah. You said it would get better. I just wanted to let you know it has. A few weeks ago, we had a massive clear up where we cleaned and tidied every room in the house. And unbelievably, it's super tidy. It made such a massive difference to my mental health. Now that now that it's all tidy, it only takes a bit of an effort to tidy it all up. And the kids are a bit older now, so they can occupy themselves uh, a bit more to do stuff 
so I can do stuff while they're around. It's been so nice to feel I can just easily invite friends around and not worry about anyone dropping by. I had a day to myself today and usually I spend that time cleaning and tidying all day. But today I only needed to spend 15 minutes doing this. Oh, that's lovely. That is no, lovely. I, I mean, you know, I know I really do think that um, having a sort of semi-tidy house, not all the time, obviously it's not achievable all the time, but uh, for me, it's just really does maintain a sense of sanity, <laughs> especially yeah. like after last week, the kids were in the house every day. We had yeah. every fucking toy out by the end of the night, the house looked like absolute chaos. So what I would do is just do, I just did a small tidy at the end of each day. And then on Sunday, I went for it. Once they'd gone to bed, I was like, right, I'm sorting this shit out because I just want the house to be nice and tidy tomorrow. And I don't want to do it. Your your private time. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I was in bed feeling shit. So at least your house was tidy. Yeah, exactly. My house is tidy. But yeah, I I love it. And now with my new kitchen as well, I think probably this will wear off. But like every night after the kids go to bed and had dinner and everything, I really like tidying it up because it oh, just yeah. looks so beautiful at the end. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I love this kitchen so much. It's all finished now, by the way. Amazing. The fella finished painting it last week. Nine fucking months. <laughs> Nine months later. Well, actually a year later, really, because we moved in in April last year, didn't we? So over a year and a bit, but it's so worth it. It looks absolutely incredible. Love it. Love it. Um, I haven't done a big real reveal yet. I'm going to do an, a, a very insta-wankery reveal of the kitchen. Oh, of course you are. Oh, yeah. Got some slow-mo on my door handles. <laughs> Only you could have a slow-mo on fucking door handles. Oh, I know. Have you know what I'm, so I'm, funny, I'm excited though. for it, though. I'm excited yeah. for it. I've had so many people message me being like, when are you going to reveal the kitchen? I love how invested everyone is. It just makes me laugh. It's like. I get it. There's people that I follow that I'm like, oh, I really want to see that. Yeah, but I also of... think it's like that whole like nosy curtain twitcher. Oh us. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, we just want to be a nosy bitches, cunt mate. and we just want to see what someone's house looks like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I have actually got an uh, a kind of agony aunt. Mm, go for it. I'm here for it, baby. Okay. Uh, okay. So before I talk about it, I will just give a trigger warning because it's about pregnancy termination. So that might be something that you don't want to listen to. So if you don't want to listen to this agony aunt, then stop listening now. Yeah. Um, okay. So hi, ladies. First and foremost, love, love, love your podcast. And I adore you both separately so much. Um, so I was hoping a discussion could be had about another pregnancy taboo subject, abortion. I want to start off by saying I know I am incredibly privileged to have access to full reproduction health care and my heart goes out to anyone who cannot access such care. I mean, yeah, what's been going on? What, what mm. what's, happens in uh, many a lot of countries? Yeah. Even in Europe as well. Like it's mm-hmm. nuts. Um, a lot of women can't legally access abortion. I've heartbreakingly decided to terminate my second pregnancy. For context, I have a 15 month old daughter and the thought of two children under two has triggered some unresolved PTSD of postpartum issues. I had crippling postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety, throw on top a breastfed baby that couldn't be put down and hated anyone who wasn't me. Also my recovery post-birth sucked balls. My partner has to work long, long hours to provide for our family. Throw on top of that, no family my side I can rely on, plus very limited family on his side, meaning the majority of care provided is just myself. Hello, default parent. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, 
80% of the domestic load is on my shoulders and I've recently returned to work as well. Fucking hell, man. That's a lot. Oh, and we have a dog. <laughs> that <laughs> dog. bloody dog. A fucking dog. Also relies on me to meet his needs. Luckily, he's a good boy. Now, I don't want to sound like a pity party. I know people have it way worse than me. But the thought of adding a newborn into that hot mess isn't fair on the new baby and it isn't fair on me. I feel abortion has such a negative connotation and it's only spoken about in hush whispers, but it's a reality many women face alone. I feel like a failure admitting I cannot handle another baby when I'm surrounded by others that have seemed to take two small children in their stride. I feel ashamed that I struggle so much with parenthood and all that encompasses being a mum. I wanted to share this as I know you and the wonderful flags, flags, flags. The, wonder, the wonderful slags that listen will not judge me, but will stand by me and any of the women facing the gut wrenching reality of abortion. Mm-hmm. I hope you get to read this, even if it doesn't make the podcast. I hope maybe it can start a discussion with someone. Love you forever and always a tired mum. Oh my God. You know what? I, I feel so sorry for her. But you know what? I do, but equally, she's making exact... I think she's making the right decision. Oh, my... Without... There, there is no... There's no debate. No. And I think the worst thing... And, you know, here I go, banging on about the patriarchy here. The reason why abortion is such a taboo subject is because there are still so many men around the world that hold the choice over whether we are allowed that right over our bodies or not. And um it's it's appalling it's disgusting and it should be basic healthcare yeah. that every woman is given the right and they don't have to fucking explain themselves they do not have to justify themselves it is a fucking choice and it is a right that all women deserve to have and you know i don't know do you feel that way am i i just i i find it so frustrating that it is still such a taboo subject yeah, I think it's a really difficult one as well because, um, you know, miscarriage too is a yeah, very much a taboo kind of subject to that, that isn't talked about so much. But I do feel like that conversation has become a lot more open mm. in the last few sort of years, especially I've seen that on social media. I've seen mm. a lot of people talking about that, about their own experience of miscarriage and how heartbreaking that is. And and obviously abortion is also a really taboo subject, but that's the one that I just don't think I ever see people talking about really, oh, unless it's in the context of because something they like will that's gone get on. literally yeah, they'll get annihilated. For it. Yeah, and and I'm 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 completely with you. I, I don't think anybody else has any say in that decision. No. I think it's entirely up to the woman. And and actually, yeah, you can say, okay, well, what about the guy that's involved? And obviously, it's their baby. But actually, if you look at the divide of how that sort of care even from the fact that the woman's carrying the baby for nine months it's not equal no. it is not equal and when that baby arrives it's you know statistic statistically speaking it's also not going to be equal the mother is no. going to be the primary caregiver and I think in the, in the case of this lady it doesn't matter what the context is actually no, it, doesn't. it doesn't matter there is no there is Whatever's no happened, reason for her to have to justify why she no, had to do it and no one does and I just think that that is should be a woman's fundamental human right to yeah. have that autonomy over her own body without anyone else passing judgment I just find it really appalling that it's 2022 and this is it is without a shadow of a doubt one of the most lesser spoken of realities behind women Mm. 
And I think that that is why there are still very dangerous ways in which women are accessing care to have abortions because the fear yeah, is driven I mean, behind it, actually accessing. Th- it's not going to stop people from having them. It's, no, it's, it's making it illegal. It's, it's never going to stop. It dangerous. It's going to make it. Dangerous. My great grandmother died in a backstreet abortion. Really? Uh, that's back when it was illegal. She, yeah, and she was, you know, she was really working class. She already had like three children. She couldn't afford to have another child. And she fucking died in a backstreet abortion. Like Jesus. that's that's the reality of it. But that's yeah. what's happening now as well. Yeah, like, that's not that's not new. That's yeah, not it's, old. It's it's now. And, and, and women will always seek them. That's that's just a fact. And um, I don't doubt that there will be people, oh, I mean, we've given a trigger warning. So if people that didn't want to hear that are still listening, then that's kind of their choice. But I know that there will be so many women who will be listening to this, who have had abortions yeah. and have never spoken about it because yeah. of the shame. Yeah, the I, shame I've, had, I've had an abortion. You know that. We've talked yeah. about that before. And um, the circumstances for mine were I just met Rob and we'd only been together for about three months and um I accidentally got pregnant and it was such a fucking it was so it was such a mad thing to happen because with him you know I I knew that I was wanted to be with him like we got I think we hadn't I can't remember if we were engaged at that point you know but I knew this is a man I'm going to spend the rest of my life with um but we you know he said whatever you want to do I'll support we both agreed that it wasn't the right time it just wasn't the right time for us and uh, we had so many things that we wanted to do and we knew that having a baby would just completely change that sort of path that we were hoping to go down um and the it was it was really difficult it was a really difficult experience I've had a miscarriage as well and um I would say that having the abortion was like emotionally more complex than the miscarriage um because the miscarriage was also just slightly strange circumstances and that I was very young and I didn't realize that I was pregnant so there wasn't too much emotion attached to the pregnancy or anything like that I wasn't aware that I was pregnant until I'd had the miscarriage um but and I kind of got over it really quickly to be honest but the uh the abortion really affected me mentally and I didn't I didn't realize how much it affected me it took me probably about a year to suddenly be like oh right yeah that's why I've been a bit of a mad bitch um because just yeah going through it I think people just think oh abortion is just like an easy option it's an easy way out and it's really it's really not no and you and the the worst thing about it is that it's it's really quite emotionally a traumatic thing to go through not for everybody you know not everyone's going to experience that way but I did yeah um and and probably more so since I've had my kids as well because you know it was with Rob and we are together and we've got two children and yeah it just it just they feel that it felt like there was a weight to it emotionally that I don't know like what could have been I suppose but ultimately I'm so glad that I did it and I would never change that decision even Mm. though it was difficult and going through it was hard enough it it was the right choice and if we hadn't have done that then we probably wouldn't be living in this house right now like we probably wouldn't have got married when we got married we probably wouldn't have done xyz blah 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 our lives would have been so different and I'm just so thankful that I had the choice to to access that and I don't I don't regret it it was it was a really difficult time but also it was your it was your right choice choice. it was your choice and I mean after we had Toby I'm obviously I was a fucking mess and 
that was one of the reasons why Steve got a vasectomy as quickly as he did. I think Toby was, I don't know, eight months old when he had his vasectomy. And I said to Steve, I was like, if, if we got pregnant again, I wouldn't be able to keep it because, and, and that honest to God, like it fucking, it hurts so much to even say those words because Steve and I are in a loving relationship and we love each other so much and we love our children unconditionally but I know mentally I just couldn't do it again no and that's really hard because it's like that that's another reason why it's so important to have access to healthcare because I know of a few people who have fallen pregnant um by complete accident and it's not been planned and it's not a good time like it couldn't be further from a good time and they've had to make that decision while being in a really secure relationship very happy relationship and it's been fucking devastating Hmm. but what would be more devastating is if they kept the baby yeah because it wasn't it wasn't the right time the circumstances are personal they're so fucking personal and it's really important that we support women and we support the discussion of as well but it's like it's such a fucking minefield because it just comes up with a torrent of abuse from people no and that that's probably it's probably like one of the i've never talked about it before and even you know, there's there's all there's been a lot of stuff about abortion in the last couple of years of, in Ireland as well, and yeah. um, in Poland, and then in America now, like the laws changing, whatever. But I've I've just always kept quiet about my experience because, like you say, like I don't I don't want to deal with the abuse. You know, it's like it's nobody else's business. Yeah, I can't begin to fathom or understand how anybody thinks it's okay. And there are lots of really heartbreaking, fucking horrific, terrible, terrifying, sick, sicker than sick stories out there now happening right now of women having to carry babies they do not want to carry of men that they did not want to be in a relationship with. And that on in its own infuriates me. But what also infuriates me is just the simple right of any woman being allowed to do what they want to do with their body just because they can reproduce that doesn't mean that we are owned by anybody yeah but you know I I have I've spoken to obviously like my friends and lots of other females and it's very common a lot of my friends it's not very talked about no it's just not talked about and it's a bit like miscarriage as well I suppose I think a lot of people experience miscarriage and don't talk about it but then if you do open up about it then you'll find actually that someone's like oh yeah yeah that happened to me too or I've been through that too I also think it's really funny it's not funny I find (laughs) it (laughs) I say funny in the most sarcastic way possible is that we as women and I I know I did with both of the boys we are told encouraged to not talk about our pregnancy until it's confirmed yeah and confirmed is three months and I just think why yeah why is it we can only celebrate this or talk about it or share it when we're in the safe zone yeah and then that's when we can go oh hey I'm having a baby why can't we share it from day dot and going I'm pregnant and then going through the emotional highs and lows with a woman of what they might experience in those three months and again it comes down to right whatever you want to do it as a person but if you share your news early that's your god-given fucking right yeah I did I did with my uh with, with Edith a bit as well because I just kind of felt like I told the people that I would tell if I had a miscarriage anyway so you know I, mm. I can't I, I'm an oversharer mate <laughs> everyone yeah. fucking know about it <laughs> I, I just I was... can't keep secrets um, but I agree with you and I, I think it can be an unhealthy sort of like 
secretive I just don't like secrets you know I wish I hadn't have been so secretive with my like I literally kept it with Toby I was I was past three months yeah um when I eventually did share it and I just think what a shame yeah because that's three months of my life where I had to hide to pretend you know and you feel like shit as well and you just want you kind of want there to be an explanation for it rather than just feeling like shit and really alone and isolated all the time it's rubbish isn't it yeah and it's it's just shit. I think you know the the more a conversation we have about things over women's reproductive rights, the more the conversation can improve. But it's it's a complicated one, and I think that anybody that's listening to this right now that's getting their tits in a twist over what we're talking about, we warned you not to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank that woman for writing in because, to be honest with you. I think this will start a bigger conversation on this podcast of more women probably messaging in to say, you know what, um, you shared this and that's a really important conversation that we've never had on here before. Let's be honest with you. We've yeah. wanted to, haven't we? Yeah, we have. I've always been And we've been like, so oh, worried about whether it's the right know. thing to do. And now I just think how sad yeah. as women, we're too scared to talk about something that huge numbers of women do either legally or illegally yeah yeah but I, I think from what going back to that woman what she's saying as well um I think she's made the right decision and don't yeah, doubt and just that goes, and going she knows no one else knows no one else knows your though. life no one else knows your experience of life no. so if anyone says anything else fuck them you know and also you don't have to justify no your reasons as to why you just don't no. And I know like that's really difficult because we can all feel that element to some degree of being like, oh my God, I need to. But in actual fact, you don't. Yeah. And when she says she feels like a failure for not being able to handle a second baby. Well, no, you're mate, not a failure. You're not a failure because two, any more than one kid. And nobody glides through parenthood. Nobody glides through it. And yeah, no. there might be people that make it look like it's effortless, but they're not. Yeah. And I think if they were honest enough with themselves, they'd even be able to turn around to you and go, you know what? I'm not fucking finding this easy at all. No. Um, so much love to you and thank you for being thank you so much um, for sharing with us. Strong enough to share it. Yeah, you might not feel very strong, but in actual fact, it took strength to send that message. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was nice and cheery. Uh, happy birthday. Okay, so uh, yeah, if you want to send us a story, an agony aunt or any other business, um, you can email us at noholdbarpodcast at gmail.com or what else can I do, Laura? They can head on over to our Instagram page at No Holes Barred Podcast and they can like us, please follow us, mm, please yes. send yep. us some stories, um, news articles that you find that are hilarious because that one today, that news headline was fucking amazing. <laughs> um, and you can voice note us, etc. And you can also find sex toys at www.noholesbarredpodcast.com. Um, and we, yeah, we'll see you again. See next you. We'll be coming Hopefully away. there'll be less, less diarrhea and less vomit. Yeah, and, and it'll be on time. And it'll be on time. <laughs> All right, love you, Slags. Bye. Bye. See you next Tuesday. Bye.